Welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With member podcast. RSVP is a member community for the global luxury wedding and party industry. And every week I interview a different member. After half an hour, you'll know them like old friends. Sit back and enjoy. My guest today describes herself thus. I had a fulfilling childhood as the third child of Italian immigrant parents. Although born in the UK, I was registered in my father's tiny mountain village as he intended to return when I was young. I spent many months in the summer of the idyll of my paternal grandparents' farm, and Italian soil is truly home to me. I absolutely loved and still do the strong Italian culture I grew up in, gatherings to eat together, dance and eat some more. My brother and father were both black belts in karate. I would often be sat on a weekend watching martial arts movies in awe. At the age of six, I too was in the dojo. But my independent streak to always do things differently was there from a young age. And I switched to Taekwondo, at which I studied to black belt. Don't mess with this lady. At my heart, though, I was a performer. And by the age of nine, I was singing and dancing at theatre school. Although very academic, I went on to study dance and drama at university, focusing on directing and choreography, and then spent a year running my own theatre company. Realising it was the production that I loved, I moved to London and got my master's degree in arts management. I supplemented my studies by working in theatres as a front-of-house supervisor and freelance producing. I then switched to musical theatre actor management, leaving my evenings free to socialise more. One night, I was browsing Facebook. I saw a picture of a handsome guy called Tom, and I poked him. He poked back, and we started to date. This shy young photographer from Cambridge, who I'm sure didn't actually like me on our first date, opened up my skills and as an already keen amateur photographer. And the agent in me convinced him he should be shooting weddings, not bands, after I'd been a bridesmaid 10 times by this point. In early 2009, we launched our wedding photography company and we're here some 14 years later on almost 400 weddings. Our favourite thing to do is to pack our bags and travel. So naturally love destination weddings. And we're trying to eat our way around the globe. Being child-free by choice, travel for work or pleasure is fairly easy to do by some grumpy cats on our return. In 2021, I also launched Lena Della Luna, coaching and mentoring others to slow down and enjoy this wonderful gift of life while still being successful entrepreneurs. I advocate for seasonal and cyclical living as the antidote to the fast pace of the modern world. And it gives me great joy that many of my clients come from the wedding industry. Welcome, Lena Orsino Allen. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Good afternoon from London. And actually, where are you based? So we're on the Cambridgeshire, Hertfordshire border in the leafy villages. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, that was um, a wonderful introduction that you penned there about your life to date. So let, let's just take you right, right back to your earliest days. And in terms of, you've said it was an idyllic childhood and it was spent in Italy, wasn't mm. it, at the very beginning? Big chunks of it. So every summer we would pack up for months um, and head to southern Italy. Back in the day when it didn't really matter how long you took your kid out of school for, we used to go for months and spend most of it at my paternal grandparents' farm. And I just, I just absolutely loved it. It was on the top of a mountain, surrounded by our sheep. We had huge pigs that fascinated me, chickens and ducks roaming around everywhere. The smell of oregano constantly in the air. 
plentiful wine and food and yeah and I loved it. Okay which part of Italy was it actually in? So um, both my parents come from the sort of towns northeast of Naples. My father is from a tiny mountain village called Cusano Mutri and it's in the Benevento region Uh in Campania and my mum's from a town called Avellino, uh, Forino in Avellino. They're about an hour apart. And do you have an earliest memory? on the farm or, or somewhere else? Yeah, I was trying to think of this and um, I think my quite a few of my early memories come from being on the kind of hanging on to the skirt of my grandmother who was a formidable woman. She was quite a strong lady and she used to go to the natural spring at the bottom of the road with two huge pails and bring up water and go and look after all the animals and I remember being just hanging on to her skirt being just absolutely in awe of this matriarch this super powerful woman who didn't actually say very much but kind of ruled the roost so a lot of my memories are kind of of looking up at her but then other really strong memories I mentioned sitting and watching martial arts movies on a Saturday kind of with my brother and I remember being very, very young at a market stall and seeing all these bootleg VHSs and kind of pointing and we'd pick them up and then we'd go home and we'd watch them. So it was quite a bizarre, quite bizarre. Most kids my age were probably just still sat watching Disney movies, whereas I was watching kind of Jackie Chan and then like random dubbed old Korean films and <laughs> and I just loved them. Wonderful. <laughs> I mean, you say that your grandmother was formidable, and most Italian mamas actually are, aren't they? Very. Um, and and nonas yeah. are. But do you, do you think you take after in in any way? Do you do you look a bit like her for a start? I do. Everyone says that I'm a I'm a bit of a mini me of my grandmother. I do look like her. I kind of have her energy, and I have her strength, and. Um, yeah, so I look very similar to her as well. Wonderful. You seem to have a, a fantastic bringing up in childhood. And, and yes, I mean, taking out to school to watch Bruce Lee movies is, is a very worthwhile pursuit to do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. The, um, Indeed. Yes. Um, so you are a photographer, but presumably that is your yes. favourite art form. But are there any others that you practice and you love and you adore and... And participate in. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I've always been super creative, so I love all art forms. I love art. I love obviously the performing arts are very important for me. I sung a lot until I was in my early twenties. Danced. You know, you will always find me on a dance floor if there is one, even at work. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I I have a real appreciation for the all the art. Really, I love music. Uh, during the pandemic, we took up DJing, so I love DJing house music online. So, I just any form of art form that allows me to kind of express through creativity, I just love. Do you go to gigs? Do you do you, do you follow bands? Do you if there was a band, you said, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm going to see them. Yeah, I don't go to as many. Yeah, it's funny because it's changed as I got older. So I grew up very much a child of grunge music. So bands like Pearl Jam and Nirvana, Soundgarden, I absolutely love. And I still I still do have a an appreciation of kind of rock and grunge music. But as I've got older, it's more the electronic dance music 
that I uh, really enjoy. I think it's because I I want less stuff that's going to make me miserable and I want more kind of endorphin releasing uh, music that I listen to. Um, saying that, I do also love opera and particularly the Italian composers. So Wonderful. So do you have a special talent? Obviously, apart from being a photographer, does it come out when you've had a few glasses of vino or is it performing talent? Do you, do you just burst into song maybe from your past history it's it's probably less likely to burst into song but i i will be the first dancer like if there's an empty dance floor i immediately feel compassion to the dj and i will happily just head on over and start busting a move it has been known to happen at the odd wedding when i felt sorry for the dj just started boogieing away and it works you know all of a sudden the bridesmaids come along and and then you know the dance floor is full again so in terms of a talent bar i guess you know anything martial arts related uh, it probably is kind of busting a move on the dance floor I don't even have to be drunk. I can be very sober and happily bust a move on the dance floor. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. And well, let's just talk about maybe sort of your professional and your personal life in terms of looking ahead. So in 10 years time, what do you want to be doing personally and professionally? Have you have you had any thoughts on where you want to be? Where's your ambitions lie? Personally, I'd, I'd love for us to have a to be spending at least uh, half the year over in Italy, uh, preferably in the Como or Milan area. So hoping to have a more sort of permanent second home out there in the next five, 10 years. And professionally, I'd love to be coaching more. As you mentioned, I, I have this coaching and mentoring side of me. So I definitely like to be helping as many people as I can through that. I'm currently writing a book associated with that. So hopefully in 10 years time, we might be two or three books down the line. Mm -hmm. And then photography wise, I would love it if we were still shooting, but very, you know, maybe exclusively, maybe kind of just four or five a year, you know, that take us to interesting places with interesting couples. So I'm hoping I will continue to shoot for a long time. But um, I guess it depends on kind of, you know, it's a very physical job that we do at the moment. So I guess mm -hmm. we always have to be cautious of that. But um, hopefully, uh, yeah, being at least six months of the year in Italy and helping more people live live the lives that they want to live stress-free. Now, I think I do know the answer to this, but what is your favourite food? has to be Italian, surely. No? No, no, but it's oh, not. Really? Oh, no. really? Right. Um, yeah, it's not. Don't get me wrong. I have a deep appreciation for Italian food, particularly the home, more home-cooked variety. But, you know, growing up having pasta four nights a week takes its toll. <laughs> and, yeah, so I think definitely if I was just going to choose any meal, it would either be Middle Eastern, Big fan of Middle Eastern food, particularly the uh, food book and author, Sabrina Gayor. I love her books. I love cooking Middle Eastern food for others. Or it would be Southeast Asian, particularly Japanese or Vietnamese. They're my favorite types mm -hmm. of food. Okay. Okay. And there's going to be a bar in your house, okay? And behind this bar is every single drink in the whole world. Okay, and you, you you're gonna go out to that bar and ask the barman for a drink. What drink would it be? 
if you had any choice. Absolutely a Negroni. We do have an extensive gin cabinet. And is there a particular kind of gin that would go in the Negroni, a particular brand you would choose? No, I'd be happy to trust the bartender. Just don't give me a Negroni Spagliato. Absolutely not. Prosecco doesn't belong anywhere near a Negroni. So he absolutely couldn't give me one of those. Okay, I've, you'll have to explain that because I don't know what a Negroni Spilato is, but I imagine it, it has Prosecco in it, as you just mentioned that. So um, it was a new trend, I think, last year. Spagliato in Italian means a mistake. Uh-huh. And I believe it was created through a mistake. And then it became a bit of a trendy drink. I was in Malta a couple of months ago and everyone kept trying to give me one. And I'm like, no, (laughs) honestly, um, Negronis are perfection as they are. The bitterness is lovely. Don't ruin it with the sweetness of Prosecco, please. So um, that's what it is. It's uh, they add Prosecco. So so it's gin, Campari, vermouth and Prosecco. Yes. Yes. Sounds dreadful. And it's wrong. <laughs> it is. It's wrong. Well, it's wrong. I am. Um, so. Yes. Okay. At the Cipriani Hotel in Venice, where we're going to be having our symposium in mm-hmm. um, in November. Yep. I was introduced to a Clooney spritz. And um, so, oh. uh, yes, I know. I know. And only they seem to do it. But it's an Aperol spritz. So it's Aperol, Prosecco and some soda water, mm-hmm. but you add in a bit of sweet red wine. Recchiotto, is it called, Ooh. from that region? You add a bit of sweet red wine into it. And, and that's right. and obviously George Clooney invented it and it's been named after him or he ordered it or something. And that does actually work. It's not like your Negroni fiasco that you had. Well, I shall have to try one. So you've got all your Middle Eastern food with a bit of Thai and, v- and Vietnamese thrown in there. And you're holding a dinner party and there's Negronis on tap. Okay, with um um and with no prosecco at all any, anywhere near it. So you're having this amazing dinner party at home. It's a very very big table. Who do you have around the table? Who's your dream dinner party guest? Anyone alive or dead? Who would you want to speak to? I had a good think about this, having heard all the other podcasts, and I I thought it was kind of odd. I'd never really thought about it. And the first thing that came to my head is like I can't just think of the guests. So I had to think about the whole scenario. And uh, so so now I have a whole scenario, which was quite nice to think about. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't be at home. I would quite mm-hmm. fancy renting somewhere like the Palacio Salomon on Ibiza for this uh dinner party, maybe asking Domenico Dolce and Stefano Gabbano to come through and put some lovely D&G homeware around. So that would be the setting. Um, And even though I've just told you my love of food is Middle Eastern or Southeast Asian, it probably would be an Italian dinner because Uh I'd want Massimo Bottura from Osteria Francescana to come and be the executive chef. So it probably would be Italian. Okay. But he would have to be a guest, so he would have his team. Mm-hmm. And so joining him on the foodie side would be Stanley Tucci, who uh-huh. I love. Yes. Who is probably the world's best advocate for Italian food in the world at the moment with his TV shows, isn't it? He is. Yes, yes. Yeah. He is. And his book Feast is amazing. How he keeps his figure, I don't know. That's all I can say. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, 
So definitely those two on the kind of foodie side. Mm-hmm. So in terms of good conversationalists, I think I'd love the Obamas. Mm-hmm. Just everything they say and do just makes so much sense to me. Okay, that's good. We've not had those before. That's a, that's a new guest at the table. Fantastic. It's remarkable. And then joining them, the travel journalist Simon Reeve, who I do have a bit of a crush on. And he goes to really sort of out-of-the-way places, doesn't he? He slums in a bit. Yeah, he does. And he really gets involved with kind of the communities that he meets and the local people. So I'm sure he'd be full of stories. Okay. Anybody else? Anyone from film, from media, music? I've got a couple more. (laughs) Okay, go go on then. Go Um, on then. Hugh Jackman. Oh, right. Okay. Hugh Jackman is my free pass, if you know what I mean by that. (laughs) No comment. No comment. I mean... Actually, all I can say about about Hugh Jackman is he is quite unique in that he is an A-list superstar and he will do, you know, the the Wolverine movies or something. So he gets a big paychecks from doing mass market movies. But he's also a very accomplished stage actor and in musicals, so he can sing as well. And there isn't many people that can do that, actually. And he's also Australian. Which and there isn't many Australians that can do that either. So you know, it's very um, he's a unique talent. I think he's you. Yes, and he has the most incredible voice, and as well as being absolutely gorgeous. So as well as fulfilling eye candy, I love the idea of there being kind of like a piano and him jumping up after dinner, and you know, cracking out the old songbook, mm-hmm. so we can all have a bit of a sing song. Yeah, great. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? And then. So, Curveball, the comedian Judy Love. Oh, I've never heard of her. Well, who, who is she? Tell the listeners. <gasps> she is wonderful. Yeah, she is a wonderful comedian who just, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe her. Just look up. She's so effervescent and funny. Oh, I've, um, yes, I've just pulled her up. Yes. Um, I wouldn't know her because she's mostly on loose women d- during the day. And obviously... Uh, I'm doing something else during the day, but uh, but yes, okay. So I have never watched Loose Women. That's not how I know her. I'm going to make that very clear sorry, now. Sorry, I was being very presumptive there, and I'm sorry. You know, you're obviously when you work from home, you're working. Obviously, yes. Indeed, Judy Love, away from being a loose woman as a comedian, is hilarious. She's funny. She's evanescent. She's a little bit cheeky. She's but at the same time forthright. And I think around the table of what I realised were mostly men, she would actually come and just light up the room. So and I could be like on the cheeky side with her, which I'd quite like. And then in the corner, James, would uh-huh. be from the dead side of the table, would be Caravaggio painting us all. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, we, we, it's my we... favourite. I must admit, the, the people around the table we've never had before. So uh, it's, it's a very original list. So thank you very much for really giving that lots of due consideration. Okay, so that's your dream dinner party. Now, where do you go to Ooh. chill out after you've had a really, really intensive wedding season? You've done several back-to-back weddings. And yourself and Tom, you might, or just could be just you on your own, just, just need a week away doing absolutely nothing. Where do you go? We love Iceland. Uh-huh. Me too, by the way. I'm going uh, to Iceland. Iceland's our happy place. Oh, 
Love it. It's our happy place. We've been there a number of times. We got engaged there under the Northern Lights and I just feel so relaxed and at home. But if I need sunshine, which I do also need, we might just go somewhere like Ibiza, which we love to top up on the vitamin D. Where did, where did you get married, by the way, if you got engaged in Iceland? So we actually got married in Hertfordshire because our wedding was on the 27th of December. Okay. And we thought about having a wedding in Iceland. Okay. But when it came to it, standing by a waterfall in kind of three degrees just didn't feel right for our families, maybe for us. And then we thought about getting married in Italy. My dad is a cavaliere, an equivalent of an Italian knight. So we okay. could have got married in the Vatican City and done something Ooh. grand like that. But no, okay. we just decided to have a very relaxed kind of wintry wedding. But uh, yeah, I think if we were doing it now, we've been married for nearly nine years. I think we'd definitely try and have a destination now. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about all, all, the, all the nice things in life. What about all the bad things? What don't you like? What would you put into room 101? What do you think the world doesn't deserve and needs to, to be get rid of? Oh, so to, to, I had to have a conversation with Tom about this because I was like, what What am I allowed to say? And <laughs> oh, what say, am I not allowed no to say? No one listens to this. No one listens to it. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> you can say anything you want. I guess uh, everyone's been very polite on this question, I've noticed, in the past. And yes, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, I know. I... It's, it's not good. I, I, I want some scandal. Do you know what I mean? I do. I want controversy. I don't know if I can give you scandal, but one bugbear I have Obviously, alongside, you know, all the things of, you know, people who are mean and lacking compassion and judgmental people, apart from all of that, one thing that really grinds my gears at the moment that has to go into Room 101 is photography trends in the wedding industry that ask us to shoot like we've never held a camera before. <laughs> Okay. okay. That's what's grinding my gears right now. Okay. 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 And there's well, a few um, of them. Right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not sufficiently qualified in photography to maybe ask any further questions about that. I can give you an example. Well, actually, go on then. Go on then. Let's do that. So there's a trend trend at the moment for blurry photos. <laughs> yes. So what? You can't tell who's actually in them. It's just a blur. It's just oh, a blur, okay. the couple are blurred, or uh, the table is blurred. Now, on one hand, if you have a couple moving, yes, okay, a bit of motion blur can give a bit of movement to a photo. But don't tell me a blurry picture of a bouquet is art, because I, I, I'm not going to take it. And don't tell me I have to start shooting like I've never picked up a camera, rather than been a photographer for 15 years. So that's what I am definitely putting into 101. Okay, fine. Anything else in room 101? Is that your only bugbear? Oh, God. I mean, there's going to be more, but um, I thought I'd give you something different. Uh, <laughs> any more bugbears? I don't know. Maybe we won't go there. Okay, no problem. And embarrassing thing you've done. And, and just bear in mind of the outfit that you wore at the Moulin Rouge party last year. So it must be worse. It must be worse than that. Are you saying that was embarrassing? <laughs> well, I well, didn't think well, it was embarrassing. Well, well, uh, uh, well, maybe not for you. Maybe for Tom being led around. I don't know. Depends on the, on how you know. Depends upon 
his um I think he was his... quite happy. Oh, oh, okay, well that's fine. That, that's fine. I'm not going to interfere or um, or make any further comment on that. <laughs> but you were very <laughs> fetching dominatrix. That's that's all I can say. I will take that as a compliment. Have you ever got into that costume, let alone got out of it? I do not know. There's a there is a knack. There is a okay. knack. Okay. There's probably some very confused people right now. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is come to RSVP events and you'll know everything. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Embarrassing. I mean, I've I've fallen over at a wedding before, but I I don't think it was my fault because the groom challenged me to a headbang. Oh right, to okay. Some rock music. And, you know, I thought, yeah, great, we can we can headbang to this song. And of course, I forgot I had on two cameras, which put me off balance. And I fell over in front of about 150 people. But, you know, I just got up and took a bow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And is there anything you want to confess? You sound like a good Catholic girl from Italy. (laughs) Or are you a bad Catholic girl? I don't know. I mean, I'd say my days of Catholicism are long behind me, James. (laughs) (laughs) Have I got anything to confess? don't think so. I'm quite a, you know, see what you get kind of person. I'm sure I did some confessing and Hail Marys when I was a kid Mm -hmm. to various priests. And I can't think of anything right now as an adult that I feel like I need to confess. Mm, No. No problem. No problem. Well, no confession. You've told us about your embarrassing things. You've got nothing to confess because you're obviously a saint. So, but is there anything naughty that you've done? Well, it depends on how you view naughty. But does leading your husband into an RSVP party on a leash count as naughty? Whilst dressed head to toe in latex? Um, yes, I suppose so. Yeah, and and the thing okay. is, naughty is a brand value of RSVP. We don't take ourselves seriously. You've probably seen little videos we doing things like that so it was very in keeping with the event that's all i can say it was a it was a moulin rouge party and and there were people dressed in less than you were you know um at the party as well so you weren't the most um there were. Uh, yes there were some people wearing virtually nothing but they did adhere to the dress there code so, so 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 there you go so is that the naughtiest thing you've done well naughtiest thing that you can tell well. me anyway <laughs> I mean, it's probably the naughtiest thing I can tell you, but um, let's just say I believe life is for living. And you are the person that at the conference earlier on this year, you stood up on stage and told the audience of predominantly female people that the best way to um, chill out was to have a big orgasm. So Absolutely. And I 100% stick by that. And to manifest your dreams when you are in a high vibration, go and have an orgasm, either solo or with others. It really doesn't matter. And I 100% stand by the power of the orgasm. Okay, that's, I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) And what a fitting end that is. Thank you, Lena Rossina Allen, the youngest Italian mama, grunge aficionado, wannabe lover of Hugh Jackman, chiller out in Iceland, clumsy headbanger, and lover of the orgasm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you wish to join RSVP, please go to the website, rsvp.club, 
or emailed me, james at rsvp.club. Our next large event is in Istanbul in April 2024. See you all next week.